0: Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Today, I am joined by, and hold on, I need to take a deep breath first, Ruth, on this one. One of my biggest heroes in bridal. I'm here with Monty, fashion director from Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta. Monty has been bringing joy to our screens for many years now and married his longtime partner 20 years after meeting when same-sex marriage was legalised. He has recently opened the doors to his signature hair salon called Salon Monty. And not alone that, he has launched his very own collection of luxury hair products named M. Monty Derm, which can be bought on Amazon and delivered to Ireland through AddressPal. Ideal for your bridal prep hair.
1: Monty, it's so good to have you here with us. Yeah, good morning to, well, I guess it's good afternoon to y'all, isn't it?
0: Yes, we are now in um after 2 p.m. So we have uh, we're a little we've got a little bit of a head start on the day compared to you, Monty.
1: Yeah, we're we're right here at uh, a little after a 10 a.m. on a rainy dreary fall morning but it's beautiful here.
0: So, Monty, tell us how did you and yes. Jacob meet?
1: Oh, my God. Um, he laments us all the time every every time the holidays run around. We met at a Christmas party um, Jack at the time was uh, working with the uh, FBI. And so a friend of mine invited me to this Christmas party. I go, oh my God, it's going to be the boring a bunch of FBI people. I'll just be bored out of my mind. <laughs> so I went. And now every December, when that date rolls around, Jack goes, oh, wished I wouldn't have went to that party. Oh,
0: <laughs> he doesn't mean that. No, not
1: at all. I don't know. And, no.
0: and how long was it before you realised that he was the one?
1: You know what? I think we dated. We had been in a previous relationship, so we took a little slow. It's probably a good year. Yeah,
0: yeah, a good
1: year. Ten, twelve months. Mm-hmm. Ten, twelve months.
0: And was there a specific moment where you actually took stock and went, "Yeah, he he is he yeah. is my partner now for life."
1: Yeah, I, it was when I called a real estate agent and told them to go over and sell his house. I think <laughs> that was probably the turning point. That, and that he would had do no it. Idea. Yeah, he had no idea that I'd done that. And this real estate agent shows up on his doorstep. So that <laughs> that probably was the moment, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, I would imagine. I would imagine there's, there's nothing says I love you and I want to spend my life with you. Then go sell your house. You're coming to yeah. live with me.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. So, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And and of course, as soon as marriage, um, same-sex marriage was legalized in Washington, you both tied the knot. And I suppose they say the best thing comes to those who wait. So you had a three-day wedding event.
1: Yeah, we. Um, it was interesting. We started out, I tell everybody, you know, if I want to be a little... Um, high nosed, as we'll say, uh, I'll just say it was very continental. Ooh. So, uh, so we started out on a, a, a Friday, uh, a, a very light celebration here with just very close friends, very small. And, you know, being in the wedding industry, you're just like all, all the over top. And I, I really, I, I did not want to do that. And our house was under renovation at the time. So, uh, It was like, oh, my God, where are we going to do it? How are we going to make this happen? And, of course, it had to revolve around Jackie, of course. Well, of course. And should we tell our
0: listeners um, who Jackie is and, and what she means to you?
1: Oh, yeah. So um, we speak of Jacqueline Kennedy uh, Onassis or the formal Jacqueline Lee Bouvier, uh, the first lady. And uh, I just she's always been my style icon. She was my mother's and I inherited the love and like of her style. And you know, she—you look back on that. I mean, not only you think about style, but she was a historian and a mother and and brilliant. And so, there's a lot of reasons to admire her. So, uh, I try to almost everything that happens. There's a halo of Jackie around me, so it'll reference it back. And I was just interviewed, and they said, "Money, is it a coincidence?" That your salon opening happened to be on September the twelfth—that's the day when Jackie married Senator Kennedy. I go when it comes to Jackie, there are no coincidences. <laughs> so there you go, right? I love it. I love it. So uh, we—it was October and we a uh, twentieth when she married Ariel so, so. That Friday we did a, a small get together, four people. Saturday morning, we uh, rushed up to the courthouse and it was locked down. They were only doing uh, the government shutdown was the midst of it. So they were only doing pretty much legal work. So they stopped doing uh, weddings at the courthouse. So we got a reverend and I told the wedding planner that was helping me. I said, look, I want photos And I want to be in front of a very reverent-looking reverend. I don't want somebody in boxer shorts or cargo shorts and a T-shirt. And she informed me that she had a choir robe in the back of her car should things not fall into place as I wished. So, uh, But we, we were married, literally, holding my grandmother's Bible on the steps of the courthouse on Saturday. And then Lori and Eddie flew up Saturday evening, And came on board. And they, Lori dressed like Jackie. And on Sunday the 20th, we, yeah, we had a little blessing in the Chapel of St. Paul's Episcopal Church, where I've been a member for 26 years. And the right reverend and the vicar both blessed and did a blessing. And I thought it was just going to be like a 20 minute thing, a blessing. And they wrote a prayer and they did a service. And I mean, like 45 minutes into it, I'm like, okay, enough already. Like, hmm. <laughs>
0: you have places to be. <laughs>
1: right. You've got and houses
0: we, to just, sell. <laughs> right, right,
1: yeah, I've got things to go in here. So um, then we rushed back to the uh, Morrison House, a very small hotel. They set the table with antique china that my, my neighbor, who's 95, gave it to us. It was her mother's. I used my Tiffany Sterling. The vases on the table were from my grandmother's farmhouse, a hobnail, filled with uh, foliage and flowers. And our wedding cake had horseshoes on it. So wow. we were with the theme, Lucky Us, Lucky at a time when anybody can marry anybody they love. So that was the theme, very small, 12 people. And we didn't invite family members. There was not one family member representative.
0: And did that cause you uh, problems by not inviting family?
1: It did because the next morning we were heading off. Oh, that evening we headed off to where else but Greece. I mean, Jackie, Airy, mm-hmm. Greece. So we mm-hmm. had to do that. And I'm at the airport and my mother calls and she says, Money, did did you get married over the weekend? I go, Mother, why would you ask a question like that? That's so crazy. And she goes, Because there's a photo of you and Jack on the courthouse steps with the <laughs> reverend in the gossip column of the Washington Post saying that you got married. I go, oh, that photo. You know what, mom? We're boarding the plane. I'll be back in a week. Oh, my God. Monty. We were lucky. We went away for a week and just sent postcards. By the time we came back, the dust had settled and we're fine. Oh,
0: my God. I think I think
1: my mother would kill me I think the most interesting part of it is Jack's mother had came out. We rescue dogs, Welsh Terriers, the dog Jackie had in the White House. Mm -hmm. And um, we had them here in the house. So his mother, we flew his mother out to watch the dogs while we were gone. And we just got our luggage and went and did this stuff and came about. She had no idea either. We told no one. And she's here in the house. What? Oh, my God. And And you've seen pictures. We weren't we weren't all gussied up that suit that I had on. We were
0: very relaxed. Yeah, it was just a really nice,
1: relaxed, smart look. Yeah, yeah, it was, I had that custom-made by product, the first time I've ever had a custom suit made. So, uh, yeah. So, so they you really focused
0: match. on the luxuries and those kind of, those really yes. items that are important to you. And I suppose for you yourself, Monty, you're such a huge figure in weddings and um, oh. and you've looked mm-hmm. after so many brides throughout your career. And so, so I suppose at a, at a personal level, how did you feel when you could legally get married, having watched so many people get to celebrate this day? And I know... You know, you scaled it back, you 12 people, but it's a significant day oh. and to be able to do
1: it. Oh, absolutely. I think any time you can solidify your relationship and, you know, the the beautiful thing about legally is that then you're respected by the law. and th- And that's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. God forbid, should something happen to either one of us, we don't have to worry about family members rushing in hopefully they wouldn't do that anyway, but you just never know. But you, you know, it's safety nets that, Mm -hmm. but how, whatever makes one comfortable solidifying a relationship and whether that be a ring, whether that be moving in together, whether that be sharing a bank account, I think having those opportunities and those rights are very important and for all of us. And that's how we build relationships and that's how we build a life together. So, yeah, it's pretty remarkable and, you know, something we should never take um, yeah. for granted yeah, that absolutely. we have right. And, yeah, and keep protecting those rights and continue on. You know, I always say we learn from the past and we can do better, we will do better, and we want better. And that's just an incredible you know, growth pattern we should all have.
0: Absolutely. And and also, you know, again, coming back to such being such a high profile person in weddings, did you feel for your own wedding? Were you under pressure to like, you know, deliver at a certain level? Did you ever have that feeling that you had to live up to this expectation
1: with your wedding? You know, what I I did, and I felt people would think that I would have this blowout event, right? You know, churches, cathedrals, whatever, and uh, flowers, and music, and all that. And we were filming. It was the height of when we were filming. Uh, we had the house under remodeling. And uh, we, we decided to do this in July. So I only had that short period of time to find it, what I wanted. I knew I wanted history to be part of it. Um, historical so old town where you know where the salon was is and where the hotel was uh it was important to have a religious blessing that was important to me not necessarily as important to jack and then i wanted the the legal like so i took them in components mm-hmm. and made sure each day was as special and tailored and um captured on film so we could look back and share those memories later on. But that's the pressure I felt at the time was to do a big wedding. And I just said it's just not in me. As mm-hmm. as extroverted as I am and as much fun I want to be at your party and helping you entertain. When it comes to my parties, I like them a little more quieter, a little more one on one. But that's I, guess I just I just couldn't imagine having to 300 people running around, you know. It, I it's know. Just,
0: and, it, and I think that's just, it. Once you get into those big numbers, where do you stop?
1: Uh, right. You can't. Yeah. I have 22 cousins. Oh. So there <laughs> and you they go. all
0: are married children, you know. It, it, mm-hmm. And where does, you know, where do you draw the line? So in one respect, you know, 12 people, you know, there's yeah. while some may have got offended, it's it saved on all the other niggly the other niggly stress. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There wasn't no little wobbly about. Yes. You know, we just yes. kind of got in there and, and that's why we didn't spread the news. And it was featured in um, Washingtonian Bridal magazine. And they gave us the center section, which was funny. And the one thing that they wrote about it immediately was you would think he would have over the top, crazy, elaborate, And he chose to do something very quiet, elegant and understated. And that's how they built it as well. And that was nice.
0: And And it sounds exactly like how you would describe Jackie. So you nailed it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, and I tell brides, I mean, I always say, when you start your wedding planning. It can be so overwhelming. I mean, cakes alone, the choices, right, between flavors and fondant mm-hmm. and a neck cake now and flowers or no flowers. And then your invitations, oh, Lord, that, that you know, that just looking through a book, I'm like, squirrel, no, I want that one. I want that. No, I like that script. No, I like that. So I I suggest to brides to take out a business card or post it and write three things that are so important to you and what you want your wedding to represent. As in, I want it elegant, understated, and quiet. I want mine fun, excited, color, and interactive. I want mine to be music and laughter. And all. And, and when you write those three components down that are so important to you, and that's how you want your wedding to be, every time you go to somewhere... You go to the stationery store. You look at it and go, oh, that won't work because that's not fun and interactive. Oh, that script won't work because it's not elegant, understated. Whatever your wedding is, you just go ahead and keep to your notes, and that will ensure that your wedding is exactly what you want and that it relates from the invitation to the dress code, to the food, to the dance, to the party. You will have a consistent story all the way through.
0: And I love that because I think you can lose your way as you go through oh, your awesome. wedding planning because it's distraction. Yes. It's and there's new right. things and people's opinions and and everything. Oh, so I love goodness. that focus yeah. of that three core things.
1: Right. And then you you stay focused with it. Exactly. It still doesn't mean you won't go off track, but at least it'll keep you on somewhat of a spearhead.
0: Absolutely, know. because as well, visually you want everything to be seamless as well and you want right. to keep within theme and, and that allows you to do that.
1: Right. And, you know, while saying yes to a dress is so important, And, you know, that thing, I always say there's the three F's, there's fashion, there's fit, and there's fabric. So you've got to figure out which one of those are important to you. You've got to look at the fit, first of all. Does Mm -hmm. it fit your body? Does it fit your venue? Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: you've got to look at the fabric. If you are A-type, I happen to be a Mikado, a silk, a satin may work better than a tulle, a lightweight fabric. The lighter the fabric, the less support you're going to have in the gown and more uh, wrinkle. You know, a crepe is going to wrinkle. A chiffon is going to wrinkle. Mikados will hold their seams and stay straight. And then you look at the fashion of it. So you've got them, you know, you've got fit, fabric, fashion. What is your fashion style? And do you want to be remembered on your wedding day as that fashion style? Or do you want it a little more, do you want to look back like we look at our grandmothers and great grandmothers and go, God, look how beautiful that is. So, yeah. you know, you, 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 you want to, you, you just got to keep on track of who you are. And while the wedding dress is so important, when they, when I'm told they go, <clears throat> pardon me, brides will come in and go, well, you know, we got to get our wedding dress. It sets, you know, it sets a tone for the wedding. And actually it doesn't. What sets the tone of your wedding is your location. Because mm-hmm. you're you know, if you're marrying on the beach and I get an invitation, I kinda know what I'm gonna wear and where it's gonna be, right? As opposed to a castle or a cathedral or the barn or the field. So once you have chosen your location, you've already started down a path of deciding how your wedding's gonna be. Yeah, that's super and, advice. Um, right. And then you click into that, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, you, obviously you can wear a ball gown on a beach, probably not practical unless it's tulle. but you would think it'd be lighter and flower fabric, right? Yeah, a more and a relaxed feel. Right. And in a cathedral, you'd think you'd have the satin and the mantilla and the long the trains. Train, and of course. Shoot, right. And the trumpeteer. Um, so it, it, it just conjures up visions for us when we get the invitation, now it's that time of the podcast for cool finds. Cool finds. Cool finds. Cool finds.
0: Do you want a cool find? I'd love one. Right. I think you'll like this one. You'll, you'll enjoy this one. Okay. Cuz you like you like, you know, artisan things. Food, artisan. Do you like design? Ah, yeah. You like a bit of handcrafting? Yeah, you'll like this one. Okay. So I'm going to bring you what's called bespoke headpieces for your wedding right oh, so it's not yeah. a new idea yeah but it's the creativity that goes behind this particular one i'm going to tell you about. this sounds cool yeah okay so there's a company and um, well it's actually a girl her name is michelle and she has a company called kin or kin meaning irish for head or meaning golden beautiful right so it's golden head so it just automatically brings you jewels but she hand makes every single and bespokely designs her pieces for brides. So say for example you went to Michelle and said, um, you know, my name is Ruth and I just like floral things. She will go into who you are, what you're like, kind of a little bit about your background and what your vision is for your wedding day and she designs you the most beautiful. And I mean, a lot of people say oh we handcraft, which means they just stick one or two things together. No, she literally hand farms everything. That's nice. Amazing. And she does veils and everything has a symbolism. So all of her collections have this have these, you know, the, her inspiration comes really steeped in Irish heritage. So if you're looking for that really nice Irish design, buying local, something very unique, something that you will keep as a keepsake forever, Kinor gives you just such a lovely, lovely thing. I think that is fab. So uh, especially so personalised and it's actually something that the bride maybe can do for herself. Yeah, she has a few collections. So um, I've seen them in person and um, she's got in bloom and she's got a Stardust collection and... Um, got uh, an ore gold collection but my favourite is actually the Stardust one because it's got all of these beams of light coming out of it almost looking angelic Oh, so wow. it is. It's just really striking. I really want to see some um, examples of this. Where yeah. can you? Is she on Instagram? Yeah, she's on Instagram and also online. It's kinor.ie or on Instagram, it's just kinor. And so, like, it's really worth. She's making new stuff every day. Like, she's unbelievable. And cool her veils are unbelievable. I felt them. She she makes them with like French lace and this imported material that has this massive story. That like everything has a story with it. She's cool. She's very cool. She's a cool find. It's Michelle herself is a cool find. Oh, yes, I'm getting on to Insta now. Yeah. Thanks have, for that one. I, d- I did enjoy that. You're right. Thank you. And and Monty, I know that like the wedding is one day of a very, you know, it's, yes. it's one piece of a big, big pie. And, right. you know, before you tied the knot, what was your expectation of marriage? Like, what did you think marriage would bring you?
1: Um, stability. You know, meaning that not that the relationship wasn't, but I felt that that was part of it, the stability. And the biggest thing was equality. Mm -hmm. I felt like my marriage was just as representative as anybody else's, whether it was heterosexual or whatever. So stability and equality were the two things. things things. Mm -hmm. And
0: and what do you believe in a marriage or, or any long term relationship are the biggest hurdles?
1: I think communication. Is Mm. the biggest hurdle. I mean, we assume they know what we're thinking, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, right. I mean, we we we. So communication is hard, and now with texting, it does make it a little easier because I'm in now the house all the time. So you know, I you know, but I I think communication is one of the biggest hurdles because sharing space is a hurdle but you know you navigate that because you got that closet i got this closet you sleep on that side of the bed i sleep on this side that's you you're in the bathroom first i come in behind so you can navigate space a little easier but communication let keeping it above board and letting not only how you feel or if there's something that's bothering you so i think that's one of the biggest hurdles for me was communication
0: and and with communication in mind how would you and jack overcome you know, conflict.
1: Box it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go on, I wonder who'd win.
1: <laughs> the best man win here. Uh, I'm I'm pretty headstrong. So uh I'm not gonna say it's my way or the highway, but I am going to say that I put up a very good practical argument okay. for anything. I've I've got I've got my resources lined up, right? So before I go into it, I've already, I've already kind of figured out my plan of attack, right? So I'm like, this is why I'm doing this, or this is why we should do it. Look at this, and then I look at the ramifications if we don't do it, and I look at the ramifications if we do do it, and I just try to put that on the table. And if it doesn't suit him, well, so be it. I'm going to do it anyway. No. I don't. <laughs>
0: But like, but as, as reading up on Jack, I could see he, he's an ex-FBI um, agent. Like, how yep. do you how do you get through that? Like, um, you know, I watch the movies and I see FBI agents and they're ruthless. It, it must take some serious work and skill, Monty, to get through and break that down.
1: Yeah. But you know what? He um, work and play for anybody in that those fields are totally different. Um I I have to say in all the years when Jack was there and actually he ended up um, running the relocation division. So he moved agents around um, the city. So whenever they were being not witness protection, but, you know, when their assignment would stop and they'd go. So he got their households and got all that together for him. If you're in the Washington area and you meet somebody, you go, oh, what are you doing? They go, oh, nothing. I work for the government. It's either FBI or CIA. They won't, they won't tell you who they work for. Mm-hmm. And he never brought any of that home and never talked about it. And, and if you talk with like-minded people that have partners that are in either one of those surveillance or CIA or behind, they just don't talk about them. They just come home and don't say a word about their work. So he never talked about. early on. He said, I don't share my work. It's I do it at work and I come home. And so, you yeah, oh, know, yeah. two different personalities. Absolutely.
0: Right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, as well, like did you like d- d- do you inject did like is there particular things that you always would have valued in the relationship like date nights or um, you know specific things that were to ensure that you, you you can give each other that time?
1: I travel so much and have been traveled so um, what we do and you love this um, at seven o'clock in the evenings we always used to watch are you being served? You know, that oh, British Oh yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So that was kind of our thing. And now it's shifted. But um, that was kind of our thing. We always watched that. And uh, there were a couple of, We we like British TV. And yes. um, so we watched that, you know, and keeping up appearances. Oh my God. Oh gosh. my God. Mrs. I love it. Okay. Lady of the People house speaking. like her. <laughs> mm-hmm. the bouquet residence lady of the house speaking <laughs> no, so anyway so that's kind of what we share and we rescue welsh terriers so we'll take them for our, uh, a little jaunt in the morning when there's time together so that's kind of what we do that's beautiful very, we, i live in a very we live in i guess the house is now almost 80 years old it's small it's in a average neighborhood there's no gates there's nothing we mow our own lawn I don't have a housekeeper I don't have a personal assistant Uh, so I do pretty much everything myself and nice uh,
0: and grounded
1: yeah and the neighbors you know it's so funny that you know when they moved in the young we've been here 24 years so the kids have all grown up that they've had and the neighbor up street his son to his to this day and he's in high school he would his mother would come by and i'd be out and she was introducing and make sure and she was teaching him how to pronounce my name so she would go it's monty you know to so to this day that's what he calls me he goes hi monty (laughs) (laughs) i love that and I walked the neighborhood. You know, I'm friendlier in a wet beagle. As you can hear, I never shut up and I talk all the time. So um, they used to call me Mayor Monty in the neighborhood because oh, I talked to everybody stupid. and I knew what was going on. And no, So
0: even no, despite all the no. travel, you were you're so grounded and, and you really have oh. the place that you
1: call home. Oh, yeah. And it was funny. A client came in the salon yesterday and she told the, you know, they get a few of them get a little starstruck when they walk in and fangirl out. And she goes... I can't believe it. He actually returned my call. I changed schedule. I was at the desk early in the morning and no one was in. And she goes, he returned my call and told me that it was okay for me to change my, he personally called me back and changed my schedule for me. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what we do here. That's my business. (laughs) <laughs> yep, she goes, I just can't believe you're doing that. But anyway.
0: Oh, that's yep. lovely. And and Monty, you've been such a fountain of knowledge and some amazing tips. I'm just taking the three F's away with me now for life. But mm-hmm. what parting advice would you give couples as they set out now to get married and embark on this this little journey we call marriage? You
1: know what? Uh- what an exciting time, I mean, to be able to stand up in front of God, family, members, whoever, and say, I love you and want to spend the rest of my life uh, with you. That's a pretty incredible thing to say to somebody. And I think the fact that you have found somebody in all this chaos and, um, you know, globally, worldly, you know, we can we can be anywhere at any one given time uh, via the Internet is pretty amazing. And I think it just sit back and really take notice of what we're doing and um, how fortunate we are that you can do this and be Mm -hmm. married and and enjoy the family and the moment at the time. And outside of the food, outside of the flowers and the music and all the things that play into your very, very special day, you know, be thankful for your family supporting you to get you to this point, which is amazing, you know? So it's hard to sit back and take, take that note, but, uh, you know, we're very fortunate and, you know, how fortunate am I, uh, you know, I grew up in West Virginia. I'm a West Virginian. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a house with no running water and outside toilet, uh, very, very, very poor. And, um, People, you know, obviously see me on TV and just think I have all this and, you know, I'm traveling in private jets. I have a home, you know, in Malibu and New York. And I don't. Um, and you just really, you know, how, how fortunate have I been? Yeah. Um, and you show, appreciate
0: so, the, you know,
1: the oh, real things. Bit. Yeah, every bit of it. Now, don't get me wrong; I do love first class and a car service. However, <laughs> <laughs> don't we some all? Of those things, <laughs> Yeah, but some of those things become necessity to me to do my job. So it's it's not like I expected. It's just what I have to do in order to get to one place to the other. Because you know, I live in Virginia, and we filmed in Atlanta, and yeah, and I, ha- I commute by plane, and that was the only way we could get stuff done. Now. It was funny when I'd land in Atlanta, they would try to give me a driver, and I'm like, you know what, this is ridiculous. I, I can drive a car, so I would rent my own car, and I didn't take the driver here in DC. I'm like, Jack can get up and the dog and just send me off. That I'm we're 15 minutes from the airport, so every morning they'd get me up, we'd get in the car and say our goodbyes, and Charlie got a ride in the car, and so it was a good way to navigate that too. Just yeah, so and stay deep. grounded. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't like a lot of fuss about me. I don't like when we travel, we we get a talent agent to stay with us and, and from TLC, mm-hmm. um, an escort, so to speak. And they know that already. I'm like, you know, just I can carry my own luggage, I can carry my own briefcase, I got my own coat, uh, you know, so I'm yeah. like, I appreciate it. There's no ego the- here. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, it's funny. I just don't need that. It, it's weird because I have seen that flip side to happens to that. You when know, people I know, get and that.
0: it's scary to lose yourself it, so much.
1: Oh, God. I told him, I said, I was not raised to be that type of man. So if I become that type of man, then I'm afraid I won't be able to do this job.
0: Absolutely. I tell,
1: tell them that right on. And, you know, losing my mother a year and a half ago and my father passed away, uh, 12 days before we opened the salon. I'm so, so sorry um, to hear that. Thank you. Back to back. So, you know, my dad, he just was so sad after they'd been married 65 years. And he just was a broken man. We knew it was going to be a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And we just feel blessed that he's with mom now, right? Because that's what he wanted. He yeah. he just was. But to lose your mother, you know, and I tell everybody, you know, <clears throat> uh, my mom, you know, it held the ladder for me to climb to the stars. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: so beautiful. And and you know, what that just speaks to me is yeah. just the, 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 the gratitude for the real things in life and Yeah. And it's tough and you've 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 so much on as well and and you know, opening a new business and launching and the pressure that comes with that and this, you know, busy lifestyle and it's so good that you have this place that's so solid to call home.
1: Yeah, and fortunate, you know, people believe in me. So the mayor came down and helped cut the ribbon in my lifetime, right? Wow. <clears throat> You know, but, you know, people have been very supportive and and coming into the salon and whether they're coming in for just a chat to say hi. How fortunate am I? And uh, yeah, so to to be that loved. Yeah, it's great. It's great. All right. I want to leave you on a very helpful tip to all brides. Okay,
0: go for it. Hit us with it, Monty.
1: All right. You're going to love this. Okay, so, you know, a bride will go through three different changes Okay. on her wedding day. There's three different things. So you're going to go down the aisle first as a single woman, right? Then you come back as a wife. So there's two changes, single, wife, and then you become a hostess to what used to be 200, 25 or 50 of your closest friends. How can you make those transitions and make them impact and make you feel and look different three things you only need three things in your bridal bag red lipstick Mm -hmm. a chandelier earring and a smoky eye pencil whether it be gray black if you're blonde go brown because it's it's less contouring but anyway so when you go down the aisle as a bride you know keep it simple you know Pearl studs, you've got a veil or flowers or you've got a halo. You've got a lot going on. You've got flowers in front of you. you got a dress. Keep it very clean. Keep it very simple. Keep it very natural. So you go down the aisle. You come back as a wife. Now you've got to entertain your guests. So how can you make from bride, wife, transition easy? Flowers are eventually going to be set down after photos. Your dress is going to be bustled should you have a train. Your veil or your halo may be switched. So all you have to do, take off the pearl studs or your diamond studs, put on the chandelier, roll your bottom lip with the red, and there is a red for everyone. Blot it, it makes your teeth look whiter, it looks celebratory, and it photographs lovely in black and white and in color. Take the smoky eye pencil, top of your lashes, go very heavy on it, Corner it and smudge it right half on the corner of the bo- the bottom as well, and just smudge it out. Shake your hair loose or pin it up real quick with just a pin, and there you go. We've
0: you've been we've been years. doing this as you've been speaking, Monty. Myself and Ruth have been doing our eyes. We've been doing our lips. We're in. We're sold. <laughs> so we got it. Right? We got it's it. We're with you. Simple. It's that simple.
1: It's very simple, and it makes a huge impact.
0: Oh, wow. It's But you know, it's so simple and such an effective change. You're transformed. Right. <laughs> That's it, Monty. Thank, thank you. you. You have been such oh. an amazing guest. So much, much information. And I think they are not just tips for bridal. They are tips for life that you've just given us here. Um, gold. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Zara. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney voiceover extraordinaire Phil Cawley and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.